0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello and welcome to the CrazeCast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings it close to the action. My name is Roxanne, today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay.
0: Hi! To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram,
1: all at CrazeMag and YouTube, The Craze. Uh, If you enjoy our content, please consider helping to support our organization through Ko-Fi. Our team is 100% volunteer-based, so any donation helps us a great deal. Head over to ko-fi.com backslash thecraze, where you can donate however much you please, and we thank you so much ahead of time for your support. And
0: if you are watching this on YouTube,
1: before we begin,
0: don't forget to like, comment, subscribe to our YouTube channel to catch our new e- our next episode and to hit that bell for notifications for whenever we upload new episodes.
1: So how have we been? Y- you know. <laughs> Tired. Yeah. Uh, it's Tired. I was on vacation and I gained a bunch of weight on vacation and then I had to come back and deal with that and going back to work. Hey, so it's... But- you got to have a vacation. At least you enjoyed yourself. That's true. Also, if you're gluten sensitive and you eat gluten, it will destroy you. You will gain weight so fast. But (laughs) the good news is it comes off just as fast.
0: True. True. um, What did I do? I went to a BTS Bola event over the weekend. That was pretty much what I did the last time we spoke, but it's super hot. So (laughs) I was just like, I do not like that there's no shade here and it's hot, but the bubble was really good and the cup sleeve was super cute. So there's that <laughs> that we did, but we just want to get this party started with this episode. So for this particular episode, it is something that I'm not exactly too sure how or when this started. Um, I was watching a podcast Shout out to the Trash Chase podcast because I watch their episodes and they've done a couple of episodes where they did their three by three or their top nine favorite this, this or this of all time for themselves or each of the members. And I guess, according to them, it was started by the anime community. I saw Jacksepticeye do his with his top games of all time so not sure exactly who to properly credit but we've seen it through this so i pitched this idea to roxy how about we do our top nine or our three by threes of our personal k-pop albums of all time and just talk about it what we like about the album why it's your favorite and go on and so forth and I told Roxy beforehand, it's like I know one album for sure that's gonna be on her list, but I'm just like I'm I kind of want to see what she's gonna pick for her top nine. And I'm pretty sure, well, she just got a glimpse of mine prior to us recording, but she got a
1: glimpse of mine, and so let's just get into it, yeah. Yeah, the see the thing is you're gonna know one of them because I have it here. (laughs) Yeah, but which version do you know which one to see?
0: I don't know which version. So going
1: straight off the bat, Roxy's favorite is which album? It is uh, the most beautiful moment in life. But I'm like,
0: I'm not sure if it's part one or two. I want to say it's two,
1: part two for you.
0: Well, you just uh, got me. It's part one, part two, right? It is part two. Yeah, <laughs> yes. it is part two. I was like, wait, I'm sorry. I get the co- albums confused sometimes because they're similar colors. But yes, part two.
1: Part two is the only one that's two. blue. Okay.
0: True. So, Well, the other version, the first version is white and blue, but it's more white than it is
1: blue. It's white and pink. Thank you very much. I just saw it today on my shelf. <laughs> oh. These ones are blue and the peach one. Yeah. That album is pretty in general.
0: Like the physical album of going through it is a really, really nice album. So why did
1: you choose part two as your particular favorite? Well, I mean, like when I look at the discography, so actually this album dropped at like a very, very tumultuous time in my life. I was in my last semester of college, which I almost didn't finish uh, because I was so depressed that I almost failed out. Um, but I remember I had almost pulled an all-nighter working on a group project the night before, and I was in Starbucks in my university uh, in line, and I got a notification that uh, the intro for this had dropped. Okay. So uh, the intro, never mind. I kind of hate that it's only on this CD. It's not on like the the Young Forever compilation. But um, I watched it, and like I got super super emotional, obviously because of what. Yoongi is my ultimate bias and when he says things um, I take it very very to heart so I was like trying not to cry in my university Starbucks running on no sleep and I think we failed that project too actually because my team members didn't do anything Um, and I waited until the last minute so but like the reason don't procrastinate kids yeah don't procrastinate (laughs) it's bad (laughs) but I mean like the reason this album means so much to me other than like the songs themselves is that like it was my first like real intense bts comeback and the title track run which like i feel like a lot of people don't talk about as much as the other ones but it very much sort of spoke words that i needed to hear at that time so i know i've mentioned it before that i had like a very serious personal issue but basically what happened is Uh, My best friend was dating the boy I was in love with behind my back. And I had found out all about this in October. And at the same time that all of that happened, she also created a private Twitter where she told all our mutual friends, it was my fault that he didn't date her after this. So I lost like everything. I lost like the person that I cared for the most. I lost my best friend. And it was like a very difficult time. I was failing out of college. Like it was a lot. So 2015 was bad time for me. <laughs> but I always think about this album because like the words that they said, especially it runs still makes me emotional. I can't watch it all the time because like a lot of the lyrics really resonate with that part of me. And I kind of see it as like people say, you know, music saves them or that a band saves them. I don't know if I would go as far as to say that, but I think that, that it was such like a critical time for someone to tell me like, you know, Hey, it's going to be fine. You are going to be okay, no matter what happens. So like, I leaned on that really hard and I graduated college. Um, I met new friends and I joined the craze like right after this happened. So in 2016, so it's just like, to me, it's a very, it's a pinnacle point in my life and looking back on it six years later, like I, it's it was like the reason that I got up in the morning and sometimes you need that. So that's also the reason I got a tattoo.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it, that album is so good. And I what first I want to say is like, thank you for being open and sharing that in the first place. Cause I can only imagine how hard it is. I mean, yes, it's been a few years and everything, but it's, it's still something that happened and for you to be so open about that and talk about it, I really appreciate you for doing that because that's not easy. It's not an, easy time to like talk about it and I'm glad that at least you had this album to help comfort you in that way and I just like that album is so good and like the motions that album goes through it's just like they it was a different BTS it was just like wow this album is so strong and I can like I struggled with mine because I didn't know because obviously It's not no braider. There's going to be one BTS album that at least has to make my list. Excuse me. Um, But like that, that I really like your story is just like, wow, (laughs) wow. Like, and I understand why, like, of course. And, you know, the fact that you're so courageous enough to, you know, that means a lot for you to get it tattooed and that's going to be there for your life. (laughs) You know, that that says a lot about that. And I'm really glad that you shared that with me. And I like that. I never knew this guys.
1: Like, I, never I don't knew. like, I don't talk about it. Not because yeah. like, I don't want to, but because sometimes I feel like who cares? Like yeah. <laughs> who, yeah. who cares that much? Like we yeah. all have a tragic backstory mm-hmm. and you know, it's character development. It happens. Right. Right. Um, But I think what's so impactful about music, especially BTS around this time is just that they were there saying the things that people needed to hear and that's why like a lot of us older bts heads get so nostalgic about what bts used to be and why we don't like all of this Mm -hmm. radio single hit thing Mm it's just like it's just like knowing what that potential is and knowing that you know Mm -hmm. they were capable of helping me when no one else really could Mm -hmm. you know that's why i don't like permission to dance in dynamite It's okay. Like, (laughs) like, I know, like, one is depressing. Like, yeah,
0: it's It's a deep song.
1: It is. And it's kind of about being trapped in like a toxic cycle of love, which is what I was in. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's also very important to like address those things and not Mm -hmm. always pretend like, oh, we're all so happy all the time. Like, love is great. It's so much fun. It's not. Um, (laughs) It's the worst. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I just think like, we kind of miss having that from them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I really
0: like that. So Roxy got to see a little bit of my or she got to see my list. So for BTS, I also included the Love Yourself Answer album, which is the compilation of love, you know, Tear and oh gosh, I don't remember the other one off the top of my head. Her Her and (laughs) Tear. Yeah. So I struggled really hard to figure out what album to pick for BTS because I love all their albums like I there's bits and pieces of me that resonate in each album that was there but I think I resonated strongly with Love Yourself Answer because all the songs off. first of all it's an album that I don't skip any of the songs Um, it's a song that's in my heavy rotation and I think it just brought me like you have oh gosh I don't I need to pull up the track list real quick. But um, you had the solos from each member. You had Euphoria, you had Singularity, you had Just Dance, you had, oh gosh, like you had all their solos and something about it just really hit hard when it came out and then compiling it with you have the transition from darker songs to much more lighter and then more accepting and really like um knowing who you are and it's just like there's so much growth and that's why it's like I couldn't choose just her or tear you know so I had to just choose answer because it's like whatever they did in this album just putting them all together and finally making it mesh it's just like oh my god and then my favorite song, like people are going to be like, Oh, you're such a J Hope stand. You like, oh, wow. like you would think that it would be J Hope's solo song. It's actually Answer Love Myself because it's such a strong song in terms of, like, you know, not only did like there was a lot of factors, but also BTS is saying, like Hey, you taught me how to love myself. And that's an actual li- line from the song. And once I listen to it, it's just like, Oh, I get it. Like, I understand because it brought back some of that humanity into the album of like, they're just like us. They go through things and also like they go through their emotions. And so it's just like, oh, I feel this a lot. And, you know, we got other very Classic songs like Airplane Part Two, we got Mic Drop. You know, it's such a good album overall that you get a mix of all of BTS's style in there that it's just like, how can you not pass up on this album? And it was so difficult. I mean, so, so difficult to narrow down what I wanted for BTS, but it's just the colors of the album itself as well, how it looks like. It makes me so happy to listen to even though there are some deeper like darker songs off that album it just makes me so happy to listen to this album and I will probably never skip a song that comes on
1: this album but that's pretty much it for my BTS favorite and you know you say like how it's all happy my first thought is my favorite song off that series was tear
0: Like, (laughs) okay but yes like I understand that too because
1: that rap line goes in so hard well that too is another i mean like i feel like i've almost like walked a journey with bts mm-hmm. starting from the most beautiful moment in life so it's mm-hmm. like they go through they are causing me to like cope with dealing with like losing somebody that i mm-hmm. fell in love with right god i really hope he doesn't stalk me anywhere because <sighs> i hate that i would ever say that out loud but like yeah Because Tear is very much like a a very like emotionally intense, angry song. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. I mean, like stages of grief, you have to go through the anger, Mm -hmm. you have to go through Mm -hmm. the depression. And I think that album too is a great representation almost of like the stages of grief, of, Mm -hmm. of love. Because, you know, it starts out, her is all like upbeat, DNA is like, oh my God, you're the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. I'm like, I've never felt this way before. Mm -hmm. And then fake love is like, hold on, I'm putting on like a mask. This is, you know, to please this person, this is not who I am. And then like, finally, the answer is not another person. The answer is yourself. Right. So it's like a whole journey through self-love. And I don't think, you know, there's not enough of that portrayed in media. All media does is portray like how great it is to have a partner and be in love. They don't talk about, you know, stuff like that or how you change as a person and how it can you know affect your own self-esteem that kind of thing so right I mean it's just so there's so much in it this is why people like BTS so much and like when people are like oh I can't believe you like BTS I'm like you fucking like do you see you like like you weren't there like
0: just sit down listen to the album go through the motions that both the album I recommended and Roxy's favorite like those two, I think these two particular albums, in my opinion, are some of their best albums and you get to see a colorful arrangement from BTS, you know? So you, it's not like, you know, where you get like, you get some fun, quirky BTS, you get the heartbroken, you get the mad, the angry, it's all, all of BTS like into one. And then, If you're not really interested in getting into the lore behind their, you know, their universe, it's overwhelmingly huge. I still think it's like good album, like they're great albums to like really listen to and get into BTS to listen to because it's just like, no, like it's deeper than you think, but also it's just good music. So it's just like, yes listen to bts where there's a reason why it like you know they're an artist that is both on my and Roxy's favorites and there's a reason why this is our albums that we like so please give them a chance don't just there's don't a reason like-
1: there's a reason I can't abandon them you know yeah. like at, even when they put out stuff i don't like i'm like i am not giving up on this i'm married <laughs> i refuse yeah. like i will like other groups i will be into other things but i will never like yeah. leave bts no matter what happens because like, you're really in that bantan life for life yeah i mean <laughs> i feel like it's almost owed after you know what they've given me and as you can see i have you know yes another thing that we're probably going to talk about <laughs>
0: <laughs> see that's the other thing i was debating it's like is she gonna do the first one or the second one <laughs> But we can get into that later. Um, what was your
1: second album? And we're we're not going in particular order here. Um. So I actually saw this one on yours. So we have one in common here. Oh, we do. Which we do. One? Uh, Exodus.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Listen. Thank God, <laughs> we have a similar similar like probably the best EXO
1: album they've ever released. It's such a good album, and like. This also like came out when I was going through all of that stuff. It actually came out right before that. And like my ex best friend was like a giant EXO stand. So for a very long time, I could not stand EXO. Like mm-hmm. I like took it out on that. I couldn't even listen to this album, but it's like, it's such a good album. And probably my favorite K-pop song is off this album. And that's Hurt oh that is such a, okay like listen all of the songs beggars but Hurt is a good song too that hits different and I know I'm just like an emo bitch so like all the songs I've said that are my favorite are all like the saddest things in the world it's like mm-hmm. it's a coping mechanism it's fine mm-hmm. but that was another like when I was going through this experience like in college that was a song that like I would put on repeat and cry to because sometimes mm-hmm. a bitch just needs to cry you just need to like get it out and it's one of those songs too, that's also kind of about an unattainable love, right? Because it's a person that's hiding from you mm-hmm. that like, you, you know, that's like, it's a shadow. It's not, it's not mm-hmm. real. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's just such, and the way that they deliver it, it's just it's so good. I like, I can't even put into words how good that song is. And it's yeah. a B-side. It's not even like a title track. It's not track. even the
0: main, yeah, it's not even the main title track, but you like, even in, we have to talk about its title track and how that took the world by storm. Like Call Me Baby, I, I think it's still one of their most iconic songs that they've ever released. And it came at a time where there were member transitions and going through all of these things. And whether you listen to it in Chinese or in Korean, it's still slap. It's such a good song. The music video was amazing. They they still played off of that one take that they did from Wolf. Um, I want to talk about real quick, just the album in general, how if you were following EXO, or let's just say you're getting into EXO for right now, and you wanted to get into who they were pre-debut, all of the pre-debut teasers, songs that weren't included in the initial debut album and in Wolf came on to the exo exodus album we got beautiful and it's just like and we got el dorado and i'm like oh my god my favorite song however is exodus
1: like exodus interesting interesting pick because every song is good off of this album yeah exodus i, think I would put in the mid realm but that's my personal taste so.
0: like I want to say like Exodus, then Transformer, and then Call Me Baby. Like those are the three I'll probably repeat the most out of of this album. I think it's just the progression of how the song sounds. It's just like catchy and it's like an earworm kind of vibe. So that's why I just like I really liked how Exodus sounds. It's so catchy. Like I'll, I'll find myself seeing the chorus more out of this album more than anything
1: else. Actually, like, this was, like, my first, like, K-pop comeback was mm-hmm. Call Me Baby. Um, So to this day, my mom says that Call Me Baby is her favorite song because she heard me play it so much that it got stuck in her head. Mm-hmm. And now anytime it comes on, she just, like, jams out. It's a good
0: song. Fun fact, I guess it was a or somewhat fun fact. Fun fact? I, I, well, apparently the original title for Call Me Baby was supposed to be Call Me Daddy. So imagine if we got that as
1: the song and I'm just like- I remember that. I remember somebody like leaked um, an audio that was supposedly the song and everybody was like, what the fuck? Like- (laughs) um, uh, I wish they kinda did. Sir, (laughs) you were like like 22, that doesn't work.
0: (laughs) But at the same time, it's just like, I wanna hear it. They're older now. I mean, really? you know, it
1: makes sense because Chan, but I bet you he that way. <laughs> it's just like, wait a minute. What?
0: Oh, we're not going to get right. into the specifics of that one, but if you know, you know. <laughs> Can we just talk about also what they did marketing-wise for this
1: album? Oh, do you mean like the Pathcode stuff? Or that, do you mean- That, and then also- The multiple versions. The obscene amount of versions. I am convinced this is what started like every album having like six different versions. Yes, it's them. (laughs) Because the Exodus album, I don't have one anymore, but I did at one point. Um, There was a different version for each member. There was, I don't even think there was like a group one. It was Mm -hmm. like you had to pick a member. Mm -hmm. And then there were two versions of that. The Korean version and the Chinese version were different. So there were 12, wait, i didn't yes. do math right 11 were 10 Were they do- there's 10 members
0: <laughs> yes 10 oh my goodness yeah.
1: yes because two already left at this point yeah. yeah um yeah so there were 10 versions of each each album um so like if you were if you didn't have like a bias i don't know how you would like pick an album to buy
0: and I remember back then when those albums come out, it's like I need to have every single version because if you line up the spines of the albums, it also creates the exo logo. Yes. And I'm like, which is smart, which I think is cool, but my wallet says something else.
1: <laughs> This was back. This was back before like Amazon even had like K pop K pop right. CDs. So my ass had to order from yesasia.com. Right. Oh nobody God. remembers this.
0: i do i do or like uh what was the other website k-pop town yeah uh k-town for you still runs yeah Um. those were the websites where you had to buy those albums and sometimes even then it's like you couldn't even pick your favorite member it's random and i'm like thanks (laughs) thanks and so they continued this trend of like member specific albums even into their Christmas albums. Like, stop, <laughs> I cannot afford. So it's just like, I like if you want to blame technically a group for doing all of these multiple versions, you can technically thank EXO for that. Cause I think they were one of the originators of doing multiple versions like
1: this and member specific. So, so now EXO's so, fault. All of this is EXO's exactly. fault. <laughs> I. If if y'all bitches had not eaten that shit up, we wouldn't have had this problem. If it had flopped, this would not have happened. But we <laughs> all ate that shit up anyway. Oh yes, and we still bought it. And so I'm blaming myself too because I bought it too. I'm a I stupid bought bitch. it too.
0: I have I think I have three versions, <laughs> and I'm just like, this is enough. This is enough. I'm not gonna complete the ten. This is enough. But like, yeah, you want to talk about who who started that? That was EXO. Blame them for that. And now. Like, I, I have more flashbacks every time, like, I see an, a K-pop artist, like, oh, we're going to come out with member-specific albums. I'm like, stop!
1: <laughs> it's a trigger. It's a trigger word. Do stop! Please, like, save my wallet! I know I have a 401k now. That doesn't mean I can spend more on, on K-pop, <laughs> like, like, it's uh, been six years, but it, it doesn't change. It doesn't. It doesn't. Oh, my God. Um...
0: Speaking of, so we're already down to out of our nine, Um, my album that I want to talk about. And if I didn't talk about this, it would probably put me to shame. I was like, how dare you call yourself a fan of them? It had to be BAP's first Sensibility album. I believe this was their very first full album. And this is when I was a hardcore baby. Still am. Okay, don't get me wrong. Still am. I still support all of them. I was going to say they're not really around
1: for it, but yeah.
0: They're they're not as active but they're doing all of their solo stuff right now. I am scared for the day my ultimate bias releases his album because he's recording shit. Jungkook, I'm I'm talking about you. But um I struggled also trying to figure out what album I wanted to put with BAP because I like if you want to say like who is Jay's ultimate bias group it's BAP. Like, it's BAP. Like, yes, I love BTS, but like, there will always be a soft spot for BAP. Similar into the vein of how Roxy felt about part two for your um, most beautiful moments in life, it was also an album that made me feel like comforted. It was an album that, um, I was fresh in lean college. Um, I technically didn't really have a lot of friends. All of my friends who I grew up with in high school, you know, we all went our separate ways. And I was at a new school. I knew some people, I was close to some people from my, you know, where I lived and who went to school with me. But it wasn't really like, I was close to them like I was before, like in high school, you know, because you have those cliques and everything. You have your group of friends. And so college for me, at least undergrad for me, was a time of really being by myself and really not having too many friends or anything, really anybody to like event to. And this particular album came out and, um, and it was just something that I needed, like, similar to you, like, I just needed at that time, because I was so lonely. But there, yes, there are love songs. Yes, there are darker songs. And you know that Yungook and B.A.P. are going to put out really deep and meaningful songs into that album. But there, it just lighted up my world. And I, I felt like the world wasn't as dark as it was, thanks to this album. and you know, before I used to be that person that said, you know, K-pop saved my life. In a way, yes, it did. You know, it made me feel like a human again, but I wouldn't go to that extent anymore. But this particular album came at a time where I really just needed like to feel something again. And, um, I could also show this video or I'll send this video to Roxy. She can include it in the um, album. But uh, when they performed uh, Forever With You, which is off of this album, um, this was also around the time, or 1004, I should say, Um, 1004. When they performed 1004, which is, no, 1004 is Chonsa. That's Angel. Or I'm getting my, uh, With You is a track. Sorry, my bad. Take that back. So when they performed With You, which is off of this album, I got to see this live. And this was at my very first concert for VAP. I cried because this was the fandom song. You know how like each Different group has like that fandom anthem off the album. Like, oh, this is definitely dedicated to the fans. Like, you could pick it right off the track list. Getting to experience BAP Live for the very first time, and it came out when I saw this tour, it was a a little bit after their whole contract situation and everything. And getting to see this live, and because it's off of this album, my favorite album, it hit differently. And like I said, I cried. And so this is why it's something that means a lot to me. I definitely got a lot of play out of this album, and it'll be an album that I carry on for, you know, for a long time. And so, like, the t- the words Forever With You is just something that has resonated with me since this album. And it's not even the main, main track, you know? It's not, but... It's a beautiful, dark, and sultry album. If you have not listened to BAP or have heard of Yongguk and listened to his voice yet, you're missing out. First of all, <laughs> but it it had that real, just raw feeling to first sensibility that it's just like, yes. This isn't going to be an album that I take with me for a long time. And again, it was hard to choose a BAP album that I like because I liked all of them. But yeah, that's it. Sorry, it, I don't want to go on my tension.
1: Wasn't that album the one that had Body and Soul on it? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, the, that song. There was a period of time that I did not know much about BAP, but somebody had like made a text post on Tumblr that was like, the high note that Daehyun hits in that song is like he stubbed his toe and was screaming. <laughs> and I laughed so hard. I was like, I got to find out what this is. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, when people say like K-pop saved my life, I don't think they mean it direct. Like, it's yeah, like, not like super literally. Like, no, uh, because obviously it's just like, it's just the genre of music. It's mm-hmm. the music that helps you save yourself. If right. that makes any sense. So you know, a lot of people think that K-pop is just completely superficial and nothing is real about it, but a lot of these groups kind of put their heart and soul into these songs and you can tell when it's there mm-hmm. and when it's not. So like a lot of these albums are very important to people for that reason. Mm-hmm. So I talked about my third one. What about you, Roxy? Um, should we switch it up or not?
0: I mean, you could. I feel like you do have at least a girl group. I know I have two on mine. I feel like you have at least one girl. I, I'm just like I want to guess who it is, but I'm like I don't know, they're still new. So I can't tell if she like I thought you would put Dreamcatcher, but I'm like I don't know. Well, you weren't wrong. Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. I was like she has to have like she she loves Dreamcatcher. I'm like is she going to put one on? Yeah, I think. Okay, which album? Um, See, I'm not really into Dreamcatcher so I haven't listened to fully everything, but
1: so you know. yes, the album that I chose for Dreamcatcher, so I have like Dreamcatcher since they like debuted. It was like a re-debut. Um, but like the the only full album that really captured me was the Tree of Language, which is the, the album that has Scream on it. Mm-hmm. So it came out last year. Um, there's just like there's so much diversity on the b-sides there's like there's a song that's heavily jazz influenced it's like jazz piano bar kind of song the song is called jazz bar it's like it's top notch um but they have all sorts of different sounds in there it's not just the heavy metal stuff that they do for the title track and i don't know just a lot of those songs i thought were very well done um Mm -hmm. The reason is not as like deep as some of the other stuff we've said. So I'm
0: sure you have a review for it.
1: So if you have, a- I did write a review for it. So, so go <laughs> check it out, you know, plug. <laughs> yeah, I did. And I think that I know I gave scream a 10 out of 10, um, which I don't like to hand those out, you know, mm-hmm. easily, but I don't remember what I gave the album, but it was a, it's a very good album. Um, and a lot of different sounds, a lot of different. Ways for the girls to show their talents. And I just like, I don't know why they're not more mainstream popular, to be honest. Like, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, I was like, I would figure, because I hear so much about Dreamcatcher, but it's just like, you know, they're not my personal cup of tea, but I'm like, dude, they're rocking it right now. But how come they're not more
1: in mainstream? Like, I still still don't have a music show win, which is like, what?
0: I know. I think, it, I, I guess it's because, well, everybody knows that Roxy is, as she says, a goth bitch. <laughs> um, so, like, they have that darker sound, and I think a lot of people are not used to that. So when it's, like, not up against the mold of what K-pop and girl groups are, a lot of people are afraid of it, kind of. But it's just, like, why not?
1: Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And I mean actually writing this, like writing these albums out really made me realize I have some unresolved trauma because like, <laughs> it all comes back to the thing I was talking about to begin with. But like mm-hmm. Scream to me was also a very like emotional experience for the lyrics because it also kind of felt like <laughs> everyone's burning you at the stake when you did nothing wrong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which reminded me of like me being thrown under the bus for some stupid boy making a stupid decision and mm-hmm. then me getting blamed for it because he's a fucking idiot see I still have unresolved issues um <laughs> it's coming out but it's stuff like that and I think that's where the music is the most powerful is when it can get you to acknowledge like these these issues that you are like actively trying to avoid right and yeah. I mean Dreamcatcher did that so
0: the fact that in 2020 2020- the fact that you told me that there's a jazz song on it piqued my interest because I Uh, really like that type of sound there's more than one yeah like is this going to be the realm where Roxy finally drags me into be like no you have to sit down and listen to Dreamcatcher (laughs) well I
1: will send you I will send you the two songs that are very jazzy
0: yes Um. I I like that type of sound like I do appreciate their more darker rock sound don't get me wrong I do but it's just like it's like one of those things where like I'm picky also when it comes to my girl groups. So it's just like, yeah. But
1: Dreamcatcher, their light stick looks amazing. I still need to get it because it does look like something like when I move into my new apartment, I'll just stick it in front in the front of the foyer. So then people will be afraid to come into my house. Be like,
0: huh? (laughs) Like, what is this? You know. But you, you, oh, I just realized it's almost Halloween season.
1: That would be a perfect prop for Halloween. I just don't know where I can buy it because it's like, you know, when you go to the music stores, they only have like freaking 17 and Black Pink's uh, light sticks.
0: If I find it down here, I'll let you know. I'll let you know because I like the shops that I go to. Yes, I still have to travel to some of the shops, but they have a lot. So if I find it, I'll let you know. Cool, because
1: I have not found it here.
0: Yeah, I'll let you know. What? Okay, so you've seen mine. What was... Out of the girl groups that I chose, who was the surprise out of my list that I sent you? Because obviously there's one female artist that, you know, I was going to pick regardless. But who was the surprise?
1: I think I would say FX is the surprise. Yes.
0: So I chose FX's Pink Tape album.
1: It was, I
0: loved FX. Don't get me wrong. I loved FX up until, you know, everything happened. I think this was the very first, was this the first full album? No, I don't think so. But it was so different from what they do, but still effects in that sense. Um, You got a lot of, like, if you want to talk about house music and, like, more, like, EDM, electro type of sounds, funk type of music, FX is that group that does it. They were one of the few groups to push the boundaries of creating songs like what they created. And I think um, the what this album had in general was a multitude and a mix of everything that they have done in terms of sound and style. And I think this, one of the reasons why I chose it was because again, it's an album that I have in constant rotation. Um, One of my favorite songs. Also, the main title track was Rum Pum Pum off of this album. Very, very good song. Um, Very catchy, because it has a a really cool guitar hook that comes in. Um, But one of the songs that I really liked a lot was a B-side called Shadow. And I think it was a song that was used for a teaser Um, But it has this music box type of sound, but it's very pop. What you hear influences in Red Velvet and, um, you know, I want to say personally, FX molded that. And it became like a template of what Red Velvet had done. And like, they just knew how to create these kooky, weird but good kind of mix and sound that it's just like it works it's there I'm trying to there's a word that I want to describe it but I can't remember off the top of my head eclectic there we go it's a very eclectic like sound and style that they have but it made them a powerhouse group because you, you weren't hearing these types of sounds back then. They were their own mold and their own lane. And this album was a strong album in my opinion. Also there was a feature with Dio on it with Crystal, Amber, and Luna. And that was also another favorite song of mine. So that was definitely like, I only own one FX album and it's that album because it, it was just one of those albums like, yes constantly repeat because it's so good. So if you I think if you're wanting to get into FX, even though they're no longer active, it's a good album to really get to know who FX was. And it was still when Sully was around as well. So rest in peace, Sully. But yes, I had to include that because it's so cute, but also like they like that it was that weird transition of growth period for them. So it's just like they they cross that boundary of cute but also very sultry and very grown up in that sense. So, yeah, sorry, going off on tangents on my favorite albums but that's why
1: we're talking FX. about it, right? FX was before my time because they released one album after I got into K-pop and that was the one that had Four Walls on it. Four Walls was a good song though. I w- it was like not my my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that like right after that SM shit the bed and it was gone. Um, I know, which sucked. I remember, this is bringing up memories. Do you remember when Kai was dating Crystal? He was in the teasers. <laughs> He's in the photo book. For nobody talks Pink. about that. Everybody's yeah. like, oh my God, Kai and Jenny dated for five seconds. I was like, I was here for Kai and Crystal and I was here for Baekhyun and Taeon. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. No, here's the thing. It's just like them dating, Kai and Crystal, them dating came out. After this, later on, after this album, but the fact that they had Kai there in the teasers, because obviously they're gonna cross promote, uh, you know, SM members or SM staff within certain albums. That's when they were sprinkling them about. Who remembers TTS with, with all of XOK in the music video, you know? But um, like he's in the actual photo book, and it's them two together. And I think also I had a thing for Crystal with her bright pink hair she looks so good with it that i was just like visually you're very pretty and i want this album (laughs) that's that's so
1: weird because like why would sm do that if they're trying to keep shit secret you know like
0: i like i remember being around that time where on tumblr and all of social media was like oh these two, they say they're not dating, but we're going to ship them anyway. They look really good together. Lo and behold, a couple, like a year or two later, they come out that they're dating. And I'm like, no surprise there. No surprise.
1: Uh, it's weird. Like, Exo got around for a little bit yeah. back in 2015. <laughs> yeah. I mean,.
0: Like, who knows what else went down behind closed doors. We can only speculate.
1: Anyways, what was your next album? How many have we gone through? We've gone through four? Five? Um, I thought it was only four. I've only done three, haven't I? So it's your number four. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go back to it because I'm wearing the shirt. I didn't even do this intentionally. Mm-hmm. I just put it on after I showered. But <laughs> uh, I am going to put an Augusty e on my list. And, uh, it's the opposite of yours. It's the first one. Oh, okay. Okay. I figured like, I
0: was just like, if I'm doing the second one, she's doing the first. That's. I mean, I I love the second
1: album too. Um, anything that he does is my favorite thing as we've established. But, Mm -hmm. um, the first one came out in 2016. Um, and I was, (sighs) my life was like a mess before I got into K-pop or while I was starting getting into K-pop, my life was Mm -hmm. fucking out of control. Um, but my favorite song of that album is actually The Last, which mm-hmm. is probably one of like the most emotionally raw songs that anybody could release because he just like straight up talks about how he wanted to die. Like there's no like fanfare or whatever. He was just like, life sucks. I hate it. And I talked to, talk to a doctor and like, do you want to kill yourself? And like it goes, it, you know, it does the static when he says he's answering. I thought that was like extremely powerful. And the way that like he takes back the power from that sadness in the song itself, the way that it builds up, it starts very like slow and depressing and very like hopeless. I almost want to say the way that it is, it's just very like, you know, it, it's a very good like audio representation of depression in my mind as somebody that has had it. Um, but toward the end, he sort of talks about after talking about having anxiety about performance and about how he thinks he's like the worst person in the world. He talks about how, you know, now he's performing at these stadiums and people are like, I don't want to say bowing at his feet, but people are like raving about him and he's just like living his dream. And like, you can't tell me that I'm not, you know, better than this. You can't tell me shit essentially. And there was like a line in there, about like apparently they got shit for not going on show me the money uh, way back when so he talks about like i didn't go on show me the money because i didn't have to prove myself you motherfuckers like that's the shit he was saying is that like he's like i don't have to prove my talent through this realm or whatever so like the way he just gets so like intense his rap gets the the beat the rap gets so like it crescendos into like this like angry like raw like go fuck yourself kind of like sound until it ends and I don't know I just found it to be like so like emotionally powerful like the first time I listened to it I was like weeping and then I looked at the lyrics and I started crying even more because you know when we first got it we didn't know what the fuck he was saying (laughs) yeah um but I mean there's a lot of of stuff on that album too that's very like he's just very genuine um Mm -hmm about who he is and this was like his first chance to really showcase that because I even though like it'll come through on some other BTS songs like this is like him just putting himself out there and I think that was like just so powerful and I really Mm -hmm. wish like my dream would be to like sit with him and drink some soju and just talk about life Mm -hmm. (laughs) I I don't even want to like amazing I don't even want to date him like I'm not that kind of stand where I'm like romantically involved I want to like sit and talk with him and like discuss life and stuff like that I that would be like my ultimate dream just cause I like his mind a lot he makes I mean, me like feel better about myself because I think we're similar he's a very big
0: musical genius
1: and like I think that album alone
0: upon it's release no one knew like we knew like Yungi is hardcore he like he has a lot of shit to say you know we knew that going in but at the same time it's like he's scary at the same time you know you don't know what he was going to pull out you don't know exactly like what he was going to bring and i think i like and i understand why everybody loves the first one and i love the first one too don't get me wrong tony montana especially is like one of my favorite songs off that album um, but like it just hits differently, I think with when he's august d it hits a different note it it feels more rough, it's more
1: raw, and it's just like I understand like it's like it's my favorite thing I just yeah. I love that side of him so much, like <laughs> I don't yeah. like that the idol suppresses that part of him. Mm-hmm. I want that all the time, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: so since Rossi talked about the first one I'm going to talk about D2 because D2 is my favorite off of this album and I guess it's one of those things where like he did so well on the first one I'm kind of scared for how the second one is going to be because it's it,
1: no, true it, I was like, that you know, way too
0: when they announced the second album I was like oh god I'm scared like, that it's not going to be as good I'm just like I was like I'm not doubting Yugi, but I'm just like this was scary because we did not we didn't know like it's been years in between the first album and this one whatever he has pent up in between those years is going to be on this album for sure you know and it really showed it really showed on this album and like deutsche is so good as its title i mean um you have what do you think you know Such good songs, but I think the song that really resonated on me and what really made me break down crying and again resonated really hard is the interlude Set Me Free. It was about, you know, he's just like in this cage and he just wants to be set free, but he knows that, you know, it's like a never ending thing. He's still kind of stuck. But he wants to be free and he's just like, let it happen, please. Even though I know it probably is not going to happen, just let me be free. And for me, it was just like, whoa, I did a live stream on my Twitch channel where I was doing a first listen to this album. And it's also one of the rare times where we get Yoongi vocalizing. You don't like usually we're so used to hearing him rap. So hearing him sing on this album was different. I started crying on stream i'm like we never got this side of Yungi before and it's just like it's so good and it hit differently because it's just like i kind of felt like in a way i can relate in terms of my own personal self and my 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 like being in tune with myself and just being like you know i feel shackled in terms of when it comes to my mental health my physical health how all of these other views that come into play with life come in and you know like me and Roxy are no strangers and we're very vocal about our own mental health and also I'm a fireside Sagittarius here does not like being boxed in or caged in in several ways so it's just like it hit so hard in those types of um, meanings that it's just like I felt this song through in my bones I felt this song and just how it expresses like I too want to be set free of my own things that you know all my own baggage that I carry and my own mental health and it's a reason why I'm getting it tattooed on me so there's that so yeah like
1: that's how it be (laughs) no I think that's what he's so good at is like his songs hit you in a place you didn't know they could. It goes like mm-hmm. so far into your soul and it like dredges shit out. And obviously like we as a society repress our emotions all the time. Mm-hmm. And that is why all of us treat each other like shit. Um, I'm just generalizing. I'm being, you know, yeah. uh, nihilist. That's how I be. Um, but like it, this type of music is what gets you down. It makes you realize what's actually causing you like emotional pain and brings it out. And there are songs on D2 that do that to me too. Like Hansol, um when he's, you know, when he does the the vocalizing um at the chorus and it's like it goes down by like a half step each mm-hmm. time. That like for some reason that just that tone like hits me really hard. So like if I <laughs> if I have a bad day, like I there was one time where I was just like having the worst time and I was drinking soju in my house with that song just blasting and it's like this was the vibe that I needed it's like a weird I don't know it's a weirdly comforting thing but it's like very emotional at the same time
0: yeah oh I mean he has some great features on D2 as well he had he had RM with strange he had max with burn it. i think that album in general i like i i don't think whether it's the first album or d2 both albums are so good from Yugi, and you just like know like oh this is the raw like i i don't want to say real because it's just like he's still Suga, he's still August D. He's still Min Yoongi, you know? So it's like a more raw, unhinged version of himself. And he's going to be like, you're going to take it as is and you have, like, you can't complain. You really can't complain. You know, you're going to get what you get and you're going to hear what you. I want you to hear and just take it. I'm just like, okay. That's fine with me.
1: I guess I'm- I was going to do some trauma healing today. Thanks, Yugi."
0: <laughs> right I was just like i guess i'm gonna go through this route but again really great albums if you haven't listened to his stuff yet as a solo artist do it please do it oh my god his whole discography by himself again like i said listen to it and that wraps up my fifth one and we want to talk about roxy's fifth one
1: so um I'm going to go ahead and there's a a clue for my fifth one in my background. (laughs) Wait,
0: but you have a lot of things in your background. I do. Is it 80s?
1: Yes, it is. Okay. I was about
0: to say, it's like, it has to be 80s. It's the biggest thing in her background right now.
1: (laughs) Another one is on my background too, but that's for next, next episode. Um, But yes, I, I would say 80s is uh, first album treasure episode. Finn. Um, is one of my favorite albums it was actually the album that got me like into them
0: mm-hmm. so
1: I like casually listened to AT's when they debuted and like I watched the Pirate King MV and I saw Hongjoong I was like oh he fine who dat like, <laughs> <laughs> a mood. Mood. that's a mood okay but like that was a that was you know like a passing thing I was like oh okay um Ages, and I was like, okay, I don't like this. Um, <laughs> he's, he's like five years younger than me. That's weird. Um, but then I actually feel like I ended up covering this album for you because you got too busy to do it. Yes. Yeah. So you were gonna write a review on it. I was like, oh, I'll just pick it up. And then, like, I watched Wonderland. I was like, hold up, wait, back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, because I did not. I was not a big fan of like Wave and Illusion. Um, I mm-hmm. thought they were too. <laughs> too upbeat, too, <laughs> I didn't like it, um, so I liked Pirate King a lot, and I liked Say My Name a little bit less, but I loved Hala Hala, so I was, like, when Wonderland came out, I was, like, this is exactly the kind of shit I'm going for, this is, you know, what I want from a group, and the album has a lot of different songs on it, my favorite ones are Mist, which is a very, like, intense sad song there is a really bad like there is a really bad timeline going on with the things that i've brought up i'm worried about myself a little bit (laughs) um missed but also the song sunrise um such a good song is like it's just like i don't that's that to me is a song that's like a it's like a hug it's just like Mm -hmm. very comforting and soft Mm -hmm. and when you're having a bad day it does make you cry but it's like in a good way because it's like oh I feel supported Mm -hmm. in this um and honestly the the precious overture on that like holy shit when we got like the full version of precious I was the most excited person it was so good and I feel like getting into this album and sort of it made me go watch their behind the scenes stuff which was like a mistake because that's how you end up standing (laughs) so like the first thing I started watching was Jongho breaking apples with his bare hands I was like hold what what the fuck is this this is a child and he's breaking apples with his bare hands like I could not and he's singing I remember that clip of him just singing and they're just (laughs) handing
0: him apples and he's just like hitting his high note boom boom and I'm like
1: I was like, "What did they feed you? What? <laughs> How did this happen? You're a behemoth, and you're like five. So, was really he like? I don't even know if he was legal yet at that point. He was like, he's baby, and he's the strong. He could like. Well, you know what's funny
0: is that like people would not mistake him for the machne,
1: like he I doesn't know.
0: look like he doesn't look like the machne, but he is, and I'm just
1: like he doesn't act like it either no he's like he's so done with everyone's shit all the time and it really resonates with me but like i can't get over the fact that this the small one the baby could like pick me up with one arm and like throw me like over a bridge if he wanted to like with no effort it's weird um but that like leads into the rabbit hole right and then you get attached to the members and stuff and I have stated before that I am a Hongjoong stan. It's not just because like, ooh, he fine who dat. It's because like, <laughs> because he's also, he's a lot like Yungi to me in that. He's like a very like talented musician who's very forthcoming about his emotions and who puts his entire soul into his music. So like finding that is something that I really love. And that's why they're my fourth gen group. And that's why, you know, everybody has the debate of like, ooh, leader of fourth gen. I'm like, I don't give a shit. This one's mine yeah um, it's a personal thing so yeah I don't know I think that album just really showcased their their talents and you know it brought oh my it God. dragged me in like I think that was like because like like you
0: I casually listen to 80s and I'm a fan like don't get me wrong I am an 18 I love them um But that was supposed to be like that album is actually like the first full album that I can like fully get into them, you know. And so that album, like I agree, like that album was just something else. Their performance of what they did at Kingdom reprising that song for Wonderland. I'm like. They thought of that. They thought about this and it's so good. Like this album has so many good songs and I I don't blame you for putting it like I'm not surprised either that you put ACS. I was like. It's like, I wonder which album she would choose for A.T.'s, but it's a good album. It's a really great album
1: for them. Again, interestingly, I also. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, interestingly enough, I don't often like their B-sides very much Oh. Um, for a lot, of, a lot of the albums, like in general, other albums mm-hmm. have not caught my attention as much, but I do like a lot of the B-sides on um, episode three of the whatever album wave and illusion was on Mm -hmm. don't like those songs very much but I really like utopia and like dancing with butterfly Mm -hmm. wings Mm -hmm. um so it's been kind of hit or miss but I think that you know the full album was just like everything about it was so good yeah I kind of wish they could recreate that some more
0: yeah and I like the concept of the album itself I mean it's right there in my corner like I I liked how the album looked but it's just like, yeah, that's a great album. And it kind of fits because you're talking about ATs and they just made a comeback. Oh my God. I haven't God. listened I'm, to it yet.
1: I'm fucking obsessed. Okay. <laughs> okay. I need
0: to sit down and listen to it because after that, I haven't
1: touched Trigger I warning. stayed away. Trigger warning. Um. <laughs> what? You're what? Being, you're what? So should stressful. I be? Sorry. What? Should I be afraid? Yes. You should be afraid. Oh no. I'm just going to tell you at the end, they are dancing in the rain. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, my life changed the moment I saw you know in this video. I have oh, not really? been the same person. I have been haunted. I cannot oh. sleep. Oh, okay. I, I've not known
0: peace. <laughs> okay. You know what? It's because I guess for me, I don't like the whole voting aspect of picking which. Oh, you, you don't. Know?
1: A I, lot of I people don't. do.
0: I, I know a lot of people do. I think I'm the opposite. And I'm also the type of person to if I like really mess with an artist like I do it for BTS I except for music video teasers but like when they come out with like, these album previews right where they'll do like the snippets of each song I I, I hate it like please don't give it to me because I'd rather like to listen and be surprised out of like what the album is just like I just want to go in like no expectations like no hold barred just in the moment of listening to it just hit me with it you know just go ahead so it was really difficult to to avoid spoilers for this AT's comeback because it's just like it's everywhere and I'm just like I just like part of it is like well both of them are gonna eventually come out so when they all come out that's when I usually try to catch up with everything I but it just-
1: would not wait.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but like At the same time, like I know people are talking about it and I can't avoid it. So I definitely, it's a mission for me to be like, okay, I listened
1: to it. Rox is going to get the text. What the fuck? Deja vu was like a, the clear winner. Like you will understand immediately why it won. Yeah. Um, I didn't take part in the voting process. I just think it's kind of cool, but like, Oh mm-hmm. uh, my God. Uh, be on the lookout for the review. <laughs> On the website.
0: Yeah, I did. I wrote that pretty fast (laughs) because
1: I know. I saw
0: it when I was going
1: through. I was like, damn, she wrote that up quick. I know. I was like at work and I was like, I had the video on like a different monitor. I was like, "Eh, work, gotta do work. No, work. (laughs) I watched it so many times. It's bad. I'll probably
0: record my reaction. Be like, here, Roxy, have fun with what you witness here. (laughs) (laughs) Just watch me lose it. Or one of these days, one of these days for podcast recording, you're just going to get me just full on reacting since we're on a video format now. That's true. Just one of these days it's going to happen. But I mean, we talked about a good amount today. We are not done with our 3 by 3 or our top nine. So you have to stick into the second part to this. We don't know what the second part will be, but we will definitely get to a second part because also we have a lot of other things to cover. So be on the lookout for part two of us covering our top nine K-pop albums of all time. And if we want to just wrap up, go ahead.
1: Yep, so we have four left. We did five. I really was surprised how long it took us to explain. Mm -hmm. Get really into that when you like something. Mm -hmm. I think all of these albums are definitely worth checking out, especially if you are like, interested in getting into someone but don't know where to start it's a great place to go and mm-hmm. you know as jay mentioned before we cover pretty much all of these comebacks so At's wonderland is on the website dreamcatcher scream um I
0: a lot of like- the ones i
1: mentioned are older but they've yeah. probably been talked about in print at one point that is very true and uh the exo exodus will be in our mini zine issue which is soon Coming very soon. Very uh, soon. Pre-orders will be opening on October 1st for the mini-zine. And uh, one of the new pre-order perks that we do have is that if you pre-order with us, you will immediately be entered into a raffle for some cool EXO merch. So. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to do that this time. <laughs> so
0: That's exciting. So definitely... Be on the lookout on social media for that. Because let me say, like, okay, first of all, I didn't take over the whole entire issue this time. Okay, sorry. Um, But the pieces that went into this issue and what everybody wrote on is so good. It is so good. I haven't even seen what it's going to look like. But reading some of these pieces, it's just like you guys are going to be so well fed and it's so good with this issue so be on the lookout for it i'm excited
1: yep so keep an eye out on social media because we will be announcing everything there uh including the pre-order link when that goes out live and uh don't forget to like comment subscribe and hit that bell for notifications uh on our next upload and if you are listening uh to our podcast via one of the audio streaming sites um please give us a follow and leave us a rating and review as well while you're there um so this has been the Crazecast, and we'll see you all next episode
0: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform